0: I am Melinda, the host of Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. I am an attorney who put fear aside and dove headfirst into doing the work to become sober. Have you also let fear hold you back from becoming sober? Have you been worried that becoming sober will affect your career or just your everyday life? Or are you already sober and just want to listen to another professional sober woman navigate through sobriety and share stories and advice learned along the way? If so, this is the podcast for you. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite mocktail and let's get to work. Welcome to another episode of Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. Today, I wanna talk about something that is very common, I would say, in early sobriety, and that is the idea of rewards and the idea of treating yourself when you are successful in sobriety. When I first became sober, I noticed that as sort of a way to celebrate milestones, either you're sober for a month or maybe two or et cetera, you should reward yourself, which does make sense that there's kind of a light at the end of that, you know, milestone tunnel and you can get a massage after your one month of sober. And you have something to look forward to after two months to buy a purse or whatever you feel that you would want that would be serve as an incentive for you. Well, unfortunately, prior to becoming sober, spending money was not something, or treating myself, I should say, that I was not familiar with. I was, in fact, very familiar with that. A lot of the times in my quest for perfectionism, to show to the outside world that I did not have any issues with especially drinking or whatnot, that I had a perfect persona. I was always very concerned with, you know, making sure that I had the newest trends in clothes to make sure that my hair was always highlighted great and that I had eyelashes, that my nails were done, and I would spend a lot of money and time treating myself. And a lot of it I found was just to a way to make myself feel better. So when this was introduced to me in the realm of sobriety of ways to kind of treat yourself and give you incentives along the way, I was obviously immediately on board with that. And I would give myself milestones for one month, two months, and eventually one year. But one thing I noticed as time progressed was that the concept of treating myself was quickly being unveiled to me as a cross addiction. I was starting to realize the more that I immersed myself in therapy, in my sobriety, and really getting to the root of my issues that led me to drinking the way that I was, I realized that spending money had been an issue for me in the past and was also another way that I coped with traumas and the way that I I coped with stress and situations that made me anxious. So not only did I use alcohol as a way to suppress my emotions, but I also used spending money. So I found that when I looked at my spending trends or my rewards to myself over the course of my sobriety, while I was initially in the beginning addressing also my issues that I had that led me to my drinking issue, I was also in a way transferring these Hidden emotions and the way that I dealt with them from drinking to spending. That rather than fully address all my issues or really sit in my emotions, I would find myself rather than stopping at a liquor store or at a bar, going on Amazon and making a purchase or going and buying a new suit on White House Black Market or whatever site that I was on. I found that as a way that I coped. That was a way that I dealt with my emotions. And it was really hard for me to have that um, realization because it really showed to me that you know my issues with the spending that I've had since I was younger that my that I really had bigger issues. That I was willing to admit, I think, from before my dad passing away. That I commonly, throughout my teenage years, college years, 20s and 30s, didn't actually address my emotional issues or my problems that I was going through. And then I typically outsourced my emotions and ways I dealt with them from either drinking or spending. So I think that it was really tough for me to sit back and say, you know, while it's great that you're at six months sober you don't need to get a massage. And while it's great that you've met a milestone, you don't necessarily need to reward yourself with a physical possession or with something that was materialistic. But I also realized that the more that I immersed myself in my therapy and the more that I became comfortable in my own skin and actually truly began to love myself. And I think that after maybe six-month, seven-month mark is when I really felt a shift. I felt as if a light quite frankly, had gone off and all this hard work that I've been putting in with therapy, with the personal growth reading, with the movement of my body and learning how to cope with my emotions, I thought that around that time, it was all starting to click, that I finally started to find a newfound respect for myself. It's where I could look in the mirror and really, truly be honest and saying, I really love her and I'm proud of her. And I think that The more that I became secure in my own skin and really addressed my issues, the more that I wasn't as concerned with what other people thought about me, and the more that my priorities shifted. So rather than spending time and spending money on something that would give a persona or give me a certain image to other people, it was more important for me now to create a budget and save and prepare for my future because I was becoming the priority in my own life. The priority was no longer what others thought about me or trying to make sure that I came across the best as possible. The priority was taking care of me. And that was a huge revelation for me because the more that I also started to address spending as a cross addiction and not just a way to reward myself or relieve my stress if I tried to brush it off. The better that I was in my personal life, the more that I realized that, wow, I'm really am learning a lot. So I started to, when I had this moment, I started, I said, you know, I'm going to really apply everything that I've learned in sobriety to my spending and my finances, because I truly believe that sobriety is my superpower, that if I could become sober and I did the work to be where I was and as comfortable as I was with myself, I wanted to take what I learned and apply it to other areas of my life that I might struggle with. So since then, I've applied all the lessons I've learned in sobriety to my finances. I've made sure to create a budget. I made sure to, you know, before I make a purchase, I ask myself this, is this purchase going to get me 1% closer to my goals or is it getting me further away? And really asking myself that and taking the time to reflect before I hit purchase, it has been huge for me because I've realized most of the time while I might want something, it's not getting me closer, it's getting me further away. So I did that. And then I also have been applying and working with my therapist, getting to the root of why I associate looking a certain way or being portrayed a certain way with validation. And that has been really tough for me because I found that when my drinking was at its worst, I used other people's opinions as validation to show me that I didn't have a problem. So, I mean, this has done a lot of unpacking for me in sobriety and realizing this, but I'm better for it. And now I can honestly say that not only have I stopped drinking, but I am handling, I'm preparing for the future. And that makes me even more proud of myself. But I would also want to mention that the concept of cross addiction is very common in substance abuse issues. I mean, a lot of times when people do quit drinking or any substance, they do transfer their way that they handle things to something else. A lot of times that could be sugar. It could be like me. It could be unnecessary spending. It could be sex. It could be all sorts of different things. And I think that When you take the time to recognize that that's what's happening to you, and that you are cross addicting into something else, that that's huge because you're also recognizing, you're taking the time to recognize something that you want to work on, and that's also why I cannot stay enough. A therapy, therapy is huge. Like I have gotten more out of therapy since I chose to quit drinking than I've ever had, and being able to address what has happened, like issues that have bothered me has been life-changing. And it's not easy to address these issues. And I understand that there is a, you know, it's nervous. So you feel nervous about addressing and admitting that there are issues that need to be addressed. But at the end of the day, you're better for it. Because I found that when I had stopped drinking with my spending, all of a sudden what's reappearing? Hmm, I'd have that, oh boy, the shame factor with my spending. I would have the middle of the night, wake up like, oh God, you know what, Melinda, you really didn't need to buy those outfits. You don't need more clothes. Like you need a hole in your head, quite frankly. And you need to save your money. Like, what are you doing? You're not being smart. So when you, I always say your body is telling. Look at what your body is telling you and your instincts are telling you. And while you might be nervous to address an issue, Nothing is a better feeling than knowing at the end of the day that you have done something to help yourself and to know that you are helping put your mind at ease and that you are working on something that will only make you a better person. Thank you so much for listening to Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. Did you like the conversation and what you heard and want to hear more? Well, make sure to subscribe and follow Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. But also, if you have any ideas of future episodes, please email podcast women's work at gmail.com i look forward to hearing from you